This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being. Thanks for being a passenger on the Boomsies Express. Destination unknown. Episode 63, the Brad Marchand episode. Someone um, reached out to him on Twitter, said, hey, Brad, leave Boomsies a voicemail. Uh, tell us why you chose 63. And I got in there and I even put in the number. We didn't get it though. We we were on quite a roll there. Getting the player attached to the, the episode number on the podcast. I tried kind of to get Brad. But Brad Marchand episode. A living legend. A guy you hate to play against, but a guy you'd love to have on your team. And uh, let's all admit, as he's gotten longer in the tooth, he's become more likable. I I know you don't want to admit it, but he's become more likable. This is a very special episode. Every episode's special. But we have a Canadian comedy great Joining us today, that man is Tom Green. Before we get to him, we our uh, voicemail is overflowing this week. And I don't get to hear any of these voicemails before we play them on Boomsies. But after one of these was left, <laughs> Z-Money sent me a text. He's like, oh boy. We got a doozy. So I have been, you want to say chomping at the bit, but the correct term is champing at the bit. Makes no sense. But I've been doing that in the lead up to hearing this voicemail for one week. For one week, I've been waiting to hear this. And finally, I get to hear it now. Hey, Dan. Uh, Joey calling, uh, attempting to be a regular caller 
and a, a regular character on the show. Um, I love that you've you know been doing this over 60 episodes now. You're getting uh, reoccurring characters like Big Dog Rob. So in effort to be as memorable as Big Dog Rob, I would now like to uh, go under the alias of uh, Itty Bitty Kitty Steve. Okay? Awesome. Thank you very much. Bye. I don't think that was the one, but I like Itty Bitty Kitty Steve. I like the positivity. Okay, so I'm still waited, waiting with bated breath to hear the voicemail to end all voicemails. Let's see if the next one's it. Hey, Itty Bitty Kitty Steve here. Just have a question for you, Dano. Uh, if you could talk to any celebrity, alive or dead, who would it be? Thanks for the call. Meow. He's created a character in the span of two voicemails. Itty Bitty Kitty Steve. Who would I want to talk to, living or dead? Muhammad Ali. That'd be a good one. Love to have a chat with Elvis. Muhammad Ali, Elvis... Myself and Tiger Woods. That's good for a round of golf. I don't know if a Muhammad Ali and Elvis golfed. They could sit in the cart. Well, Tiger and I shoot around because then I get free lessons from Tiger. Which I always kind of do when I, when I play with a pro. I don't make it obvious. They know what I'm doing, but I don't make it obvious. I tried that once on the golf course, and I'm like, uh, do, you, do you think I, I need to change a few things uh, about my game? And I thought they'd throw in a little tip. The guy just said, yeah, a lot. Okay. Let's continue on our journey down these voicemails. Hey, Dano, Curtis here again from Swift Current Sasky. Uh answer your question it's Curtis with a C that's all I can say um, one question I guess I have for you when the CHL is done what kind of prize packs are you going to do next and the one thing I can say um, I've watched you my whole life down near I always watched Jane Dan on that broadcast station that you can't talk about uh, I was pretty upset when you guys left when I was a young kid I didn't know what else to watch in the morning so I pretty much tried to watch TS or what sort can't say it uh, didn't know what to watch anymore. So when I seen you guys came back on, I was super excited. And listen to episode 62 here. Uh, when I heard my voice, man, I got excited. I had a grin ear to ear, and I never thought I'd get on this, but this is awesome, Dan. I uh, just want to know what uh, the next CHL prize packs will be when uh, CHL's done. Thanks, Daniel. Curtis, great question. Curtis with a C. Thanks for the voicemail. When the CHL season ends, I don't know. I don't look that far ahead into the future. I'm just I'm just focused on today. What we uh, do when we get to double digit episode numbers. No idea. I have I have a thought about it. But we still have a ways to go. Hey, we're still hoping to get to double digits. Once you get into 100 episodes or more, you get into syndication. Triple digits. What would I say? Double? (laughs) 
I fake I failed grade ten math, so uh, maybe that's why me not so smart with the numbers. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Good day, Dan. This is Drew Stanton Culling. Um, I was curious to know your opinion on a possible legacy motor club um, Disney slash Pixar uh, promotion uh, relationship where uh, Jimmy Johnson and, and Carvana basically run uh, special paint schemes to promote Disney slash Pixar movies. Uh, so what's your take? And as always, opinions, please. That's our professional show caller. Drew. My take on Disney theme cars, awesome. I didn't I don't know the last movie Disney put out. Was it uh Toy Story 4? Does Disney still make movies? Moana? That was a movie Disney put out. Guys, what was the last movie Disney put out? Uh, maybe they've got movies in the theater now. Did they do Avatar? Is that a Disney? Yeah, I believe Dis- Avatar is on the Disney channel. So that is a Disney movie. No desire ever to see the first one or the second one. Z-Money, what do we got for the latest Disney movie? The latest Ant-Man Marvel movie is by Disney. Okay, Ant-Man. That's a Paul Rudd movie. It sure is. And Neil Hamburger is in that movie as well. Fans of uh, Neil Hamburger will know who I'm referring to because he was on the red carpet. Okay, so Ant-Man would have been on uh, the the Disney car. I love this collaboration because the most popular cars for the longest time with kids were the Bush cars, the Skittles, the M&M's. Bright colors, get your eyeballs. It's just common sense. Hey, Dan O'Toole, huh? Yeah, I got a boomsies for you. How about you and your stupid show, huh? How about that? Go, Lee, go. <laughs> that's the voicemail z money was referring to i love how it wasn't played off the top because the build-up was perfect i need to hear it again please hey dan o'toole huh yeah i got a boomsies for you how about you and your stupid show huh how about that 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 man seems like he is in distress. But I love that energy. I finally got my dream phone call. Hey, you and that boomsies, eh? Go f*** you and your your show. That, uh... If we have a soundboard, can we please put that in there immediately? Play that drop nonstop. I love that man. 
Uh, the number to leave voicemails, 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. Boomsies. Daniel Thor. <laughs> Again. <laughs> the guttural sound of that voice. And I can't tell if it's someone putting on a voice or if that's the man's actual voice. <laughs> uh, do we have any more? Or is that the last one? That's all of them. Okay. Um, Quickly here, I'll read one email because this refers to last week when I mentioned CSI Tim Hortons and how in the old roll up the rim, employees were probably handed cups that had all types of liquids on them, like saliva, uh, boogers, spit juice, and blood. I heard from a Tim Hortons manager who said yes to all of the above. So yeah, I was right. And got this email from a good friend of the of the show. CSI Tim Hortons. Camera fades into producer Tim and Z Money kneeling over a bag of Tim Hortons food. Producer Tim. What do you think, T? What do you think, Z? Was this a pickup order? Z Money says, how can they pass this off as food? Camera pans out to Toolsy with his hands on his hips, staring intensely into the sky, then slowly looks over his sunglasses and says, No, Tim, this was a drive through. That email from Big Dog Rob. And, uh,. One more email here. Just wanted to get to. Hey, Dan, just checking in from Medicine Hat, Alberta. Just wanted to let you know that your vulnerability, transparency, and leading by example continues to inspire changed lives. One of my closest friends has had a 30-year relationship with alcohol, oftentimes using it to take away the stress or to have fun. Meanwhile, becoming reliant on the allure of a good time or the false narrative of feeling better with it. Within my chatting with him, I've recommended your podcast to check out. You've chosen to put on display your own lived experiences and what it means to realign your values, explore the possibilities, and really lean into the healing work that comes with recovery. I can't thank you enough for leading by example, being a beacon of hope for a better tomorrow, and for making public such a private personal journey. Your decision to enter recovery was an instrumental one for you, but the ripple effect is undeniable. Thank you for being an O'Toole I can rely on to inspire, support, and connect with men on a regular basis. Your life matters. Your choices matter. Your vulnerability has given hundreds permission to reflect, revisit, and recalibrate their lives. I've always liked you as a broadcaster, but today I not only like your work, I adore and respect the human behind the work. Thank you, Ricky. Wow. Um... Thank you very much, Ricky. That means so much. I'll take a moment there. Uh, Hi, Dan, Z-Money, and Producer Tim. Hope all are well. 
Number one, love the honesty and humor on your podcast. With Nordstrom closing stores in Canada, what are your Z Money and producer Tim's thoughts on Zellers returning to malls in Canada like Scarborough Town Center and in Alberta and Quebec? And number two, how did Z Money get his nickname? What is the significance of Z in his nickname? Thank you and take care, Matthew. Z Money, the floor is open. How did you get the nickname Z Money? I know the story, but I want you to relay it. I'm a big fan of Zellers. <laughs> uh, no, when I was in high school, I had to uh, design a CD cover. And uh, because I was big into hip hop and my last name starts with Z, I called myself Z Money. Years later, I brought that to work to show uh, you and Jay and thus became Z Money at work. How was your music? Atrocious. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> and your thoughts on Zellers returning? Uh, can't wait. Cool. I'm excited to see. Well, I mean, it's they're not really like the brick and mortar locations, are they? Like everyone's talking about bringing the food back and stuff like that. I Is think that they've got a location at the Scarborough Town Center, your favorite mall. Oh, well. Oh, they're inside Bay stores. Okay. Well, uh. I'm excited for it. I want to check it out. See what see what deals they have. I uh, went to Zeller's once. It was for an autograph signing with my grandma. It was Guy Lafleur. So we went to see Guy Lafleur at Zeller's. And the way I remember Zeller's, it was kind of like Walmart before Walmart, if I'm remembering correctly. It was kind of like Canada's version of Kmart. And the current version of that, that operates uh, in select cities across Canada, is Giant Tiger. My favorite store. El Tigre, I think people call it, or Giant Tiger. Went there a week ago. Love that place. I tell this to anyone who will listen. It's the only place where you walk in and you can pick out socks that are right next to the lettuce because they've got their two biggest sale items at the entrance in the same bin side by side. And one's always a piece of clothing and one's always a piece of produce. It doesn't work in any other store, but it works at Giant Tiger. So keep being you, Giant Tiger, a Canadian company. Uh, who's winning our CHL prize pack this week, Z-Money? Uh, I really wanted to go with Itty Bitty Kitty Steve, but after that uh, heartwarming email from Ricky, I think we're going to go with him. Okay, it's a she. Sorry, Ricky. Ricky, don't lose my number. It's Dan <laughs> <laughs> oh man ricky i will be reaching out to, to her we didn't lose her number actually we don't have it we've got her email now without further ado let's get to the man the myth the legend tom green tom first off how's charlie oh charlie's great charlie come here charlie charlie come here charlie's doing good yeah, she's, uh, she's my rescue pot cake dog, uh, and uh, she's got her own Instagram, you know. She's, she's, she's quite, quite popular on Instagram now. 
when I walk down the street in Ottawa, like people will shout, Charlie, Charlie. So I'm like, hey, what, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> well, we went and saw you did stand up in Toronto. Jay and I went with some friends and Charlie is a big part of your act. And I'm like, this is brilliance in a part because it gives you a little chance to catch your breath to get your thoughts in order. You know, they, you just refer to Charlie on stage and then I like talking to Charlie on stage. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just Charlie's only three years old. So I've just kind of just started uh, basically um, doing shows with her, but she's doing great. Just, that was probably, thanks for coming to my show, by the way, that was at Yuck Yucks in, in Toronto and uh, it was a good night, but uh, yeah, Charlie was uh, pretty good that night. She, she gets a little restless uh, sometimes, but she's doing good. I have a little lazy boy sta- chair on stage for her, yep. and she sits in the lazy boy chair. And every once in a while, she'll just get up and stretch and walk around the the stage while I'm in the middle of a joke. It's fun and eats nachos from people in the front row. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was talking to a buddy just before uh, we uh, recorded this. My buddy said, "Ask Tom how Afghanistan is." That friend, Chris Knuckles Nylon. Oh, okay. Wow. Did he, uh, he, he was over there with me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go over there? Yeah. yeah. He was with you. He said, you guys went to entertain the troops. Yeah, and he said, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I remember you, that. Yeah. You impressed knuckles and that is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, and uh, Tiger Williams was there too. And, uh, uh, trying to remember, I was a Pierre Bork, I think was there. I'm trying to remember who all was on the trip. This was about fi- Oh, probably 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. But, uh, but yeah, we had a great time and, uh, we played a little pickup hockey on the, on the base in Kandahar, went out on some uh, Chinook helicopters to some forward operating bases. It was a, it was a good time. Were you scared at any time? Um, I, I wasn't really, uh, terribly afraid because I just felt like we were going in and out so quickly, but, uh, it was, it, there was definitely some, you know, pinch yourself moments when you're landing in, in Afghanistan and you see the Kandahar airport, there's bullet holes all over the, all over the airport. And, uh, they're like, oh yeah, that's when the, the Taliban attacked, or that's when we, we, that's when we took it, I guess. That was when they, when they came in and took it from the Taliban. That's where all the, so it was, it, you, you were in a war zone and we go out to some small fobs, forward operating bases and, and visit with like a hundred troops who were just sitting on the top of a, of a, a mountain. This was mostly Canadian troops we were visiting on this particular tour. So, you've lived a life, my friend, and now you're back in Canada. Welcome back. We missed you in Canada. Yeah. Well, you know, what did, I, you, I what ca- did you miss about your home country? Uh well, you know, first of all, my family's here, so I, uh, I, I, I wanted to spend some more time with my parents and be close to my parents. Uh, they're they're doing great, you know. That you saw them on the on the t- on the TV show. I used to paint their house and stuff, and we still have a great relationship. They still talk to me, and uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, um, I, I think I just kind of missed uh, being around nature a bit more too. You know, I was in the middle of Los Angeles for the last twenty years in uh, the Hollywood Hills and. It was fun. It was fun to be able to able to drive down the street and get up on stage at the comedy store or at the Laugh Factory or the Improv and do stand up and be around all of that. But twenty years was it was I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of missing just the uh, calm rural lifestyle that I found my for myself here. Now I've got a farm. I'm uh, I'm a farmer now, basically. <laughs> do you have livestock? Do you have crops? What are you farming? Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Last year the the crops were uh, radishes. 
uh, carrots and uh, tomatoes. But uh, but I think I am I am going to work on maybe getting some chickens. I think this year we start off slow. You never know. I, I'm 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 getting into it. But uh, doing a lot of canoeing and uh, and working on some new projects as well. So it's you know the thing I realized is you don't have to live in Los Angeles to do a podcast now or to tour doing. I've been touring doing stand up for the last you know, 15 years and you're on the road so much that, you know, I was basically just coming home to my house in Los Angeles to rest for a few days and then turn around to go back on the road. So it kind of started to make more sense to live, live back home in Canada. Are you going to travel the, the trail trudged by big Joe Muffera? Oh yeah, I did already actually did a show in Petawawa last year. So we drove up through Mattawa and they've got the big Joe Muffera, uh, you know, carved out of log statues all over all over Mattawa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bud. Big Joe Muffera. <laughs> oh, when Stop and Tom comes on the radio there, bud, there's nothing better. Oh yeah. Um, no, that's definitely one of the things I missed about about Canada. You know, you, they don't you, Stomp and Tom doesn't come on the radio on K-Rock that often in Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> there was a guy on the radio there. I think he's passed and I'd listen to him on the way into the Fox lot and his name was Shotgun Tom Kelly. Right, right, and yeah. And he was like, yeah, he was like a 65-year-old guy. And I'm like, this guy, the radio was made for this human. The way he was introducing songs was just like old 60s, 70s styles. And I couldn't get enough of it. Something you can't hear in Canada. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that, that, that K-Rock was pretty much the launching pad for so many great rock bands over the over the years. So it's it was pretty cool to, to, to be around that, yeah. Uh, Tom, you did a show from your house in L.A., and this is when I was still drinking, and I would get home from work, and I would watch you do it live, and I'm like, I am on the same wavelength this, as this man. It was like you were talking <laughs> directly to me. I huh. thought it was the greatest thing that's ever been done on the internet, that show you did from your house. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an exciting time because it was before podcasting, and um, you know, right before podcasting really began, and so... I just decided, hey, you can stream live on the internet. I reached out to some technology people that I knew and, and, and found out how to basically build our own live streaming servers that were, you know, there was a company that was doing it, but they weren't doing it for podcasting. They were doing it for corporate videos and things like this. And so we started the show and I started inviting all my favorite comedians on the show. And it was cool because there was no other podcast, so everybody would come, you know, and I'd have like Norm MacDonald up there and Bob Saget and Joe Rogan and, you know, tons of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. We did the show for over five years, sometimes nightly, and uh, it was it was a good time. Yeah. And it was getting, did you, you know, ever was, wake up and say, oh, there's a talk show in my house. Why? How, why did I ever decide to do this? A uh, couple of times, but I. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed it because it was a real experimental thing. You know, I've, I've got most of that video saved. It's not all on the Internet. Most of it's not on the Internet. But there's a lot of really experimental stuff that was going on in that show that was really interesting to me. You know, we I had it rigged up so I had a switch under this talk show. I had a talk show desk. And under the desk, there was just one switch. And I would switch that in the middle of the night if I was there all by myself. I'd switch that. It would turn on all the cameras, all the computers. This computer would tell this computer to start recording. I would have a switcher on the desk. I could start switching the cameras. Immediately, the phone on the desk would start to ring because it would go live to my website, to TomGreen.com. 
And then uh, I just start doing a late night talk show just completely by myself. And then when I flick the switch off, that computer would talk to that computer and it would tell it to post the video. And the next morning it would be uploaded to my website. So it was pretty neat. You know, it was, I mean, I sometimes kind of think uh, that, you know, you know, it's, you know, I, I, it is a little weird seeing how big streaming podcasting has gotten. And I was there doing it in those early days. And, you know, sometimes I think, man, I really should have, you know, done something with that. But uh, OK. <laughs> but you kept, you kept all the videos. So are you implying we might see it end up on Netflix or somewhere? Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, I am working on a documentary right now about my uh, sort of uh, shows and the Tom Green show and things like that. So some clips will probably end up in that. But uh, I'm not sure. You know, it's uh, I, I think I think I may just start a new podcast, actually, and just to do some more stuff, you know. It's interesting because like, I'm, such, I'm such a tech person and like the camera quality is a little bit lower. You know, I just I, I, I don't know if it's really something that uh, I mean, I have probably, I don't know, 60 terabytes of video uh, on, you know, all these multiple drives that I've backed up and just just go doing this documentary recently. I've been going through all of this video from the last 30 years, everything back to the early days of my rap group in Canada, Organized Rhyme, to the Tom Green show, to my radio shows in college and the MTV show. And it's been pretty pretty weird, actually, because I'm going through all this old footage. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking tens of thousands of hours of footage. And um, I, I can't even possibly watch it all, but I'm trying to sort of weed through it and see what I can find. And it's uh, it's scary, actually, having your entire life on video like that. It really is kind of scary. It's like a time. You grew up in front of us. Yeah. And, and in your stand-up show, you kind of walk us through your entire career. And then you talk about how you were on Celebrity Apprentice. You knew the president, Donald Trump, before he was a president. That's true, yeah. Uh, which yep, is yep. mind-boggling. I think you, I don't want to take away from any of your jokes, but I think you said you should not know anyone who's the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I know the president. The president knows me. Anyone who knows me should probably not be president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who was on The Celebrity Apprentice? And take out Trump. Who would have made a better president than Donald Trump that was on that show with you? <laughs> um. I think Joan Rivers would have been pretty good president. She, uh, oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, was great, and she won that year. She won the Celebrity Apprentice that year, so I w- she would have had my vote for sure. Um, on that season of the of the uh, Celebrity Apprentice, I would say that maybe Joan would have been the one that I would have picked. Yeah, for president, not Clint Black. Maybe not. Maybe not Clint Black. <laughs> maybe though. Maybe not though. <laughs> when you first heard yourself mentioned in Eminem's Slim Shady song, where were you? Did you hear it on the radio? Did a friend tell you? Did he tell you ahead of time? You're in a freaking Eminem song. Yeah, I know. That's wild. Uh, I was just driving in Los Angeles and it came on the radio and I heard it. Nobody had told me about it before. I guess it had just, just been released. Um, and, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool getting name dropped in an Eminem song. It's funny. Sometimes people interpret it like it's a diss, but if you really listen to what he's saying, it's not actually a diss. He's saying... Not at all. He's saying he wants to go on TV and let loose, but he can't, but it's cool for Tom Green to hump a dead moose, right? So he's sort of almost saying he envied the fact that I was able to let loose on TV while well, he couldn't. Uh, but he did, of course, end up getting to let loose on TV himself. And uh, when he did, he did not choose to, uh, to hump any moose. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> but uh, but that was a Canadian moose as well. So it's a, not two Canadians referenced in that one line. Myself and the moose were both Canadian. That was just outside of Red Deer, Alberta, that I humped that moose. So. Rest in peace, Moose. Yeah. Uh, did, you must have almost, because you kind of downplayed it. If I heard that on the radio, I would have driven off the road. Well, you got to keep in mind, like at the time, Eminem was not this massive international thing. He was his, I think it was his second sing- single. So he was new on the scene. It was popular, but it wasn't like he was Eminem yet. Um, and I was, you know, going through my own sort of exciting time. I was on MTV and you know, hosting SNL and doing all this exciting stuff. So, so it kind of was just kind of another wild thing that was happening in this whirlwind of a time that I was going through. You know, it was cool, though. It was really cool. Honestly, it seems a little cooler now than it did at the time because now Eminem's gone on to be such an international, you know, worldwide, you know, artist with such longevity, and I'm a big fan of his, so... He used to do impressions of me on MTV. He used to host TRL, Eminem, and he'd dress up as me and he'd go around with a megaphone and say that he was Tom Green. I'm Tom Green. I'm Tom Green. <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty funny. Um, when you look back at your career, is there one moment where you're like, I made it? Was it when you're in a movie, when you, when you get your MTV show, when you're like, this life can't get better than this, my career can't get bigger than this? Yeah. Well, for me, my personal moment what that was the most exciting for me was when I got to be a guest on David Letterman the first time um that was sort of uh you know whoa because that was sort of who I you know essentially idolized since I was a young teenager and then you know went on into stand-up comedy and and uh a lot of my show was inspired by all the stuff he'd do on the street you know so I would I wanted to do a talk show the Tom Green show was basically me wanting to do a show like Letterman, but instead of being in the studio, we'd go out in the street all the time. You know, that was sort of the initial sort of jumping off point for it. So, so when I got to be a guest on his show, that was amazing. Then I got to host the show a few years later, guest host it. So that was really wild too. But the, the Letterman was the first talk show in the U.S. that uh, that invited me on. So not only was you know I was on a big show in the U.S., but it was. It was Letterman, and it was before I'd done any other big talk shows before, so it was just kind of like a lot of out-of-body stuff happening. I remember, I remember going out in the show, and I remember standing in the in the you know in the wings of the stage waiting to go on, and uh, Biff, you know Biff Henderson, who was always on the yep. show, was there, and he was just there being the stage manager. And I'm just, and I'm realizing, oh, he really is the stage manager. You know, I'd, he was just there being the stage manager. You know, I'm like, oh, hey, Biff, hey, hey, you know. And then I remember seeing Dave over at the desk and it was a commercial break and I was about to go up and he, he looked over at me and I was like, hey. And then he's like, hey. And I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe this is even happening, man. This is awesome. And I almost feel like you're, you're out of, like an out of body experience. Yeah, it really did. It really did. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember even in the commercial break, you know, you know, we did two segments. So after the first segment, we went to a commercial break and we just played this clip of uh, me painting the pornography in the hood of my parents' car. And, uh, um, you know, he uh, sort of leaned over to me in the break. He was like, oh, were they really were they really pissed? And, you know, he sort of talking to me. And it was that was the, the almost even weirder than being on the air because it was a real conversation happening. And. He was very supportive of me. I don't, I don't know. It was, 
you know, I, I never really have had a chance to really talk to him off camera other than just that moment. It's just, just been on the show a couple of times and, uh, you know, but, uh, I've heard from his writers and stuff that he, um, you know, when the Tom Green show came on the air on MTV, that was before social media. It was before, you know, people were running around with video cameras, making stuff that would turn into TV shows. So it was kind of a new thing to have a TV show that was made out of sort of home video, really, and homemade, homemade video. And uh, there was America's Funniest Home Videos, but this was the first time like a comedian had kind of gone and just made their own show. And I think Letterman was really intrigued by that. That's what I've, I've heard anyways. He was told by some of his writers that he just thought that was really interesting because, you know, I think he was, you know, always very aware of what was happening with broadcasting. And, uh, and, and I thought, I think he just wanted to kind of see how that all worked. So it was pretty awesome. Well, you're a groundbreaker. I don't think there's a jackass without Tom Green. Yeah, I mean, they were on MTV right after my show. I, I stopped my show when I got cancer. Uh, and, uh, you know, I took took some time off and went and made some films and basically stopped doing the show. And uh, they, they did sort of kind of come in right on the heels of that. And, you know, they were doing their, uh, their skateboard videos and their Big Brother magazine and CKY and things like that. They were doing their, their thing. But, you know, I think that, I think that the, the, the success of my show did kind of let MTV and other networks realize, like, oh, you could do this kind of stuff. Because it was interesting, like, at the time, like, there was a lot of uncertainty about, you know, whether you could shoot TV with just a little video camera and whether you could just run around with a small little crew and and um you know everything used to take so much more to to make make television was so much much more of a production you know so um and then i guess the sort of the kind of complete see when you take away all of those of those big production um factors you know where it costs so much money to make television you're left with a lot more uh, ability to kind of just sort of wing it and do some craziness that is maybe would have never never made it through the censors before because things cost so much money. They would approve all the scripts and everything before. But now all of a sudden, you know, also another thing that happened with the Tom Green show was I'd done it for like almost six or seven years, five or six years up in Canada. So they were just re-airing our clips. So the clips were kind of, at first, you know, they were just re-airing re 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 our clips. And so, like, um, you know, no, none of those clips would have ever gotten made in a normal television environment. Like, they would have never gotten past the writer's desk. You know, the writer would have sent it to the head writer, and he would have said, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this. So, but once it was already shot, and here I am, you know, humping a dead moose or, you know, <laughs> painting pornography on my parents' car or... You know, and, and the, you could see it and you realized, oh, OK, this is done sort of in a funny way. It just ended up sort of getting past the censors. And, uh, and and it did appear like when it came on the air, it did appear different than anything that had been on TV for a long time. You know, so. Um, it's uh, it's exciting that you've got a show coming up in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah, I yeah. it's April 15th. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. At the venue. You're playing the venue, which is an old movie theater. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, I love I love. uh I love playing old theaters and, uh, you know, it's, I'm doing a sort of a, I wouldn't call it a tour, but I'm going out on the road every couple of weeks this summer. I'm, I'm, I'm doing like London and Sarnia and uh, Burlington, Ontario, Kingston, Belleville, Peterborough, uh, Montreal, 
Ottawa, a few other places, um, Oshawa. Peterborough's going to be awesome. I, I, I want to start coming down to Peterborough more, you know. I, now that I'm back living in Ontario, eh? I'm going to be popping up in Ontario a lot doing my stand-up. I'm working on a new stand-up. Oh, you can, you can go on the lift locks there, bud. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope you've got 10 minutes prepared on Peterborough Pete's and what the hell's a Pete? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. your entire show yeah. is on the Peterborough Pete's. What is a Pete? Anyways, is it a moss? Are they named after a I moss? I don't know. I think they're the, uh, they were going to be called the Peterborough Peterboroughs. Then they're like, well, we better shorten it to Pete. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. <laughs> okay, so before you leave, I got a rapid fire here for you. Ready? Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Best room to do stand-up comedy in Canada? Oh, the best room in Canada. Well, you know, I do I do like the downtown Toronto Yuck Yucks a lot. I also like the Ottawa's Yuck Yucks at Biagio's uh, uh, restaurant, which they've now got a new uh, new Yuck Yucks there, which is amazing. So I'd say those are my two my two favorites. Thing you miss most about LA? Uh the traffic? No, not the traffic. Um, I guess I do miss the comedy scene a little bit. I did. It was nice to be able to drive down the street and get up on stage at the comedy store and be around all the top comedians in the world. That was that was definitely exciting. But uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to get back there. I'm going to go back, you know, once a year and just uh, you know visit. Well, you can go to Ottawa, drive into Ottawa, jump on stage at the Bear Facts. Do that's true. There. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Well, I do. I do. Uh, go, I do. I am doing stand up at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa a lot now, working on my new special. So I do pop up there all the time. It's, it's fun. Favorite movie of all time? Uh, Jaws. I would say Jaws. Chocolate bar or chips? Chips. Your order at Tim Hortons. Oh, uh, French vanilla, um, French vanilla cappuccino thing, whatever it's called, and a uh, Boston cream and a apple fritter. Boston cream is money. Yeah. Most underrated Canadian city. Most underrated Ottawa. Absolutely. I love Ottawa. Yeah. Absolutely. Most famous person's number you have in your phone. Oh, um, huh. Probably Joe Rogan. Favorite Ottawa Senator of all time. Um, Daniel Alfredson. And finally, what makes Tom Green happy? Uh, you know, I, I enjoy, Long walks in the woods with my doggy Charlie and being on stage and, and, and uh, having fun and having some laughs with a, a great audience full of people having a great time. Tom, you're a Canadian legend. We are so happy to call you our own and we're so happy to have you back in Canada. Thanks for coming on Boomsies. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Are you going to come to the You'll be at the show this uh, this on the 15th? You're going to be around? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, I haven't checked my schedule, but I, I live day to day. Yeah. Come on down. That's like a a year away to me. Yeah. We'll grab a beer after the show this time. It'll be fun. Super cool. April 15th. What day of the week's that? That's a sat. Oh, I'm there. It's a Saturday. All right. All right. Yeah. At the venue. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it, man. What a delight. I now pray that Tom Green Live, that was the name of the show from his house, 
gets put on a Netflix because there's an entire generation that never saw that show. And it is zany. It's off the wall. I think it's some of his best work. So I pray that gets put out there at some point. The fact that he kept all the tapes of it, the way that he configured that to shoot from his house, it was groundbreaking, like a lot of the stuff he's done. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Boomsies. Make sure you to send us an email at yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's YA, let's talk at gmail.com. Uh, a lot of emails we didn't get to. We'll get to those next week. And uh, leave us your voicemails because they are entertaining. 289 796 2001. In the meantime, hug someone and be nice to people. It doesn't cost you anything. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel Toozy. Live from Orno. In the heart of Ontario. Oh, oh baby, baby, baby. Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.